Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. We are learning together on the topic of from the Shaila Archive. We have a, lot, a, a few topics that are, that are very um, apropos. These are actually three questions that I received in the last um, two uh, in last two weeks. So these are all uh, very very um, contemporary issues. Now, the question number one is: is what happens if a person has to, un- has to remove something on the skin, um, has to undergo a light anesthetic, an anesthetic called a waking anesthetic? A person could be woken up from during the course of that, um, and uh, and the question is: is does a the, does the anesthetic itself require berakasagrama, and b does it require once let's say, uh, the the concern is if the actual um, the um, item which was removed from the skin is a, perhaps z- um, a stage zero cancer. Does one wait till the bi- the biopsy to the report to the pathology, or does one it, does that require because of glomel and and, and uh, we'll call B two. Does that require hagomel once when Rafa finds the report? That's now question. Uh, that's all part of question one. Question number two is is if let's say a woman um, undergoes significant surgery and she needs to say berakas may she say that bracha in front of a, uh, of ten women? Is that um, is that a possibility? And the question number three is: Can somebody else say hagomel for you? And if so, does it have to be in your presence? Those are. Three questions. These are questions that have come up recently and uh, worthwhile um, trying to un- unpack them a little bit. So these are um, technical details, but that it, it takes us back to a very important discussion. So the, the, this discussion actually starts um, in Tehillim Kuf Zayin 107, one of the most important um, um, paragraphs in all of Tehillim. Very, very beautiful um, paragraph to him. It's exceptionally long, as it happens to be. It's 43 psukim long. And if you'll, no, you'll look at it, there, there is a refrain which keeps coming back. That refrain is, That Hashem, praiseworthy be Hashem, in His kindness and His wonders to humankind. And uh, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu satiated the, the soul which was searching and the, 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 uh, the ravenous um, uh, soul Mile Tovi filled with, with goodness. That appears numerous times, it appears in Pastor Ches Tetes, and then it's going to be again in Pastor Chof Aleph and Chof Beis. So the, the, this, is, this is going to come up again and again. Now, it's the refrain of four episodes that occur, four, four stories which are told in this Tehillim. The first is, um, um, is in, pa- in Pastor Beis and Gimel. So the first episode is Yom Yom. So that's the general idea that Akash Baruch Hu saves these people. What does it mean? Toba So there's people who are wayward. They, they're looking around the desert. They're 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 sojourning. They they they're traveling through the desert. They lose their way. They don't have food. And then Akash Baruch Hu, they call out to Akash Baruch Hu. Pasuk Vav Aitzak Kol Hashem Etzar Lohemi Mutzukasemi Yatzileim. We had Rechem B'Derech Yeshara Leleches El Ir Moshev. And Akash Baruch Hu allows him to find um, an oasis. Akash Baruch Hu allows him to find um, a civilization again. Therefore, Yodul Hashem Chastoi Liv Niflaso Liv Ne Adam. So they praise Akash Baruch Hu. Second situation that's described as a pasuk Tes. Oh, sorry, pasuk Yud. Yoshev Choshev Etzamoves Asirei Oni Ubarzel. These are people who are found in, incarcerated in um, iron. So these are people who are in prison. And they, and Kimru Imrei Kel, they got there because they didn't do the right thing in life. And they um, call out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in their darkness. 
And HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes them out of their darkness and therefore they thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Pasuk Tesvav again. Then we hear about in Pasuk Yudzayin, Evilim imiderech pishomam ba'adosam yisadnu kol oichel tatayv na'ashoma agilu ad sharem aves. People who can't eat anymore, they're in such a state of sickness that they're, 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 they, they can't even sustain themselves. will save them and send their Then again, they call, they, they thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And finally, the fourth episode that's described over here is um, in Pasuk Chav Gimel, A person who's a, a seafarer, a sailor, goes out to the sea. And they see in the depth of the ocean the acts of God. And there's a, there's a storm, there's waves, they're, they're, they're threatened to be destroyed. It's like a wall that comes upon them. They call out to The storm silences, the waves go down. They arrive back at the port, and again, So it's a story of four sets of people going through four sets of, uh, of, of situations, which the, the, uh, are described, and a person will say, thank you, Kutai Kodesh Baruch It's worthwhile noting this, there's a lot to, to, to unpack in this. We're not going to, we're not, this is not a Pirush on Tehilim Kufzayin, but it is worthwhile noting that this is a, that the, 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 there's lots of ways of looking at this. One way of looking at this is this might be a story of all of Jewish history. Um, and that is, is that it to, in order to get back to the land of Israel, the nation of Israel have had to go through deserts and they've had to go through seas and they've had to go through sickness and incarceration to make their way uh, over the mountains and the seas to get back to the land of Israel. And Baruch Hu, in all those different stages in history has allowed us back. That's one way of looking at it, which is sort of a holistic perspective, the arc of Jewish history. But it's worthwhile noting that the, the, this may not be a historical um, but rather actually reflecting on these uh, particular instances that a person goes through now. In fact, this was actually known as the Pilgrim's Prayer in the last, in the last 250 years. Why? Because, uh, just uh, quoting uh, um, the, the, um, Stephen Lawson on this uh, psalm, a favorite psalm of the English Puritans who sailed to American source to Psalm 1, a certain came to know as the Pilgrim's Psalm, under the leadership of William Bradford, the pilgrims courage, courageously crossed the Atlantic Ocean in search of religious freedom in the New World and found that as they landed in America, the pilgrims came ashore at Plymouth Rock on Monday, December 11, 1620, after having spent the previous day worshipping God aboard their ship, the Mayflower. Governor William Bradford, in his account on the, of the Plymouth Plantation, explicitly referred to Psalm 107. His well-known summation of their achievement was based virtually verbatim on Psalm 107. So, like, you know, you can imagine this and it and relates directly to the experiences that they have gone through, certainly the sea aspect of it. And this became, this is, this is a universal psalm that people turn to when expressing thanksgiving to God for going through difficult situations in life. But not only is it about, you know, we'll call it, you know, a poetic expression, it's also a halachic expression as well. Because, technically speaking, a person who went through these four situations in life, at the times of the base of Migdash, would bring a korban toida. These would be the four requirements to bring the Korban Torah, which would be accompanied with 40 loaves of bread. And famously, the Nitziv points out that the amount of time to eat those bread, which is really essentially a day and a half, is completely impossible for a person, one person to consume. So it's necessary, that's, uh, that I will sacrifice to you the Zevach Torah, the Thanksgiving offering. I'll call out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Nitziv explains in his commentary, on the on Tehillim, because remember the Nitziv actually comments on the Torah in ha, in um, in Ha'emek Davar, but in his 
footnotes called Harchev Davar that usually refers to his explanation in Nach. So in, Harche, in the Harchev Davar, um, uh, when he describes in Parashas Tzav, talking about the Korban Torah, he says that by necessity you have to invite other people to partake of your Korban Torah because you're not going to be able to finish it within the requisite amount of time. And that's what it means, Uveshem Hashem I'll call out in the name of God because I'm going to have to tell everybody that I just made it through the desert in my caravan and it was successful. They're going to say, why are you inviting me to the Surah? The answer is because of what I just went through. I just, I just, I was just healed from some sort of sickness. So therefore, means to say that I, I cannot keep my miracle, my, my experience private. I have to tell it to everybody else. That's the Korban Torah. We don't have a Korban Torah today. The base of English has been destroyed. What do we do? So that has now taken a new form. It's taken a form of what we call the Birkas Hagomel. That's what the Gemara says in Source 3. The Gemara in Brachas Daf Nundalan Ubeis, where most of this is found. Amar of Yudam Rav. Four people who require saying a berakas hagomel. Yom, those who go to see. Those who go through the desert. A person who is sick and God heals. A person who was in prison and escaped or was released. In that case, a person um, should say berakas hagomel. Brilliant. Okay, good. Notice that we're not doing it inside, but the continuation of the Gemara learns it directly from each of the psukim in Tehillim Kozain. It's the format for the four types over here. In fact, the, the, it's well known that this is also hinted to in the Pasuk, which says, All those who are alive will thank. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Chaim stands for Choyle, Yam, Yodzei, and Midbar. Right, so those refer to the four cases where that all of life, referring to those four incidents, will thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Great. Okay, so this is, way, this is the debate. The Shira about a Yam, we actually will say from all four of these domains. Very good. So it was a collective Desert, so, right, so there's Oz Yashir. Excellent. Yeah, this became known as, as, as the God's God song long before the pilgrims were invented. So, uh, so it, this is, there, there's a lot to talk about over here. This is, this is, the, this is the format for it. Now, the Arach HaShulchan goes, takes it one step further, and he says, look, there's different, in life, there are different types of experiences that we have. There's supernatural experiences and there's natural experiences. Supernatural experiences, that's like Egypt, right? So that's like the, the Makos, that's the, that's the sea. Natural experiences is, is I make paranoia on a daily basis. You know, I, go to, I, go, I, go, I work, I earn money, and I sustain my family. So those, those are the two extremes. He says, but there's a mill road. In between the two, there's a gray area. Take a look at source four, the second paragraph. There is a third type of circumstance in our life. That's between the miracles and between natural experiences in our lives. That a person is living in a natural circumstance, but there's a, so to speak, a, there's a shadow of something supernatural. A person goes through the sea, that's a natural course of events. Person's out there at the mercy of the, the, the deep sea. And there's nothing that a person can, can do to do that. You know, one's going down in the submersible. Like, you know, you, you have no control over what's going to be in the end. The storm stops. The pressure stops building, it's, it's a person's able to, so technically speaking it's natural, but when you're in that boat, 
you don't feel that, the, that it's, there's going to be a natural outcome. You can't say it's a miracle. So in this case, you're recognizing that middle ground where it is natural, but the fact that the natural lined up in such a way that all the ducks are in line, that I walked out of this, that's where the Berkas HaGoymel applies itself. Yes? What's about a cruise? Are you taking a cruise? Good question, yeah. That, that's what they asked in the Titanic, too. <laughs> yeah, I say, there are no icebergs um, in this. Yeah, anyways, but, uh, but to be a as a may. So, uh, so it's, uh, one, has to, one has to, yeah, the, if, if, one's going, if, one's going on a, on, if one's going across the sea still today, the <laughs> seas, seas still, I think we should, we should forget our hubris that, that, that we think we've got it all covered. There's, there's no guarantees when you go out, when you go out on, these, on these things. One, one has, to, one has to, uh, to, to, to do this. The question is, are you allowed to go on to something which... Right, <laughs> you're allowed to actively choose to do this, but uh, the truth is that people have to uh, people have to make their living. People have to uh, have entertainment. So it's it's um, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, this is something that people do. But be it as it may, I mean, there's there's, no, there's still no guarantees. Even today, even today, I mean, on the high seas, there's still pirates, folks. I'm just saying, like if you're if you're if you're out there, you know, every time I see a container ship in the New York Harbor, do you know what I'm saying? I think about what they must have gone to get from China to here. You know, and there's a lot of hijackings. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, bad things that go on in the high seas. So it's not it's not so simple, even today. Uh, but be it as it may. Um, so the question is is like so how bad does it have to be? <laughs> so like how bad does it does it need to be to get to get there? This relates to to sickness, to travel, and so on. How far does it go? So it happens to be this is a debate in the Rishonim. The I mean, 800 years ago, the, this is a debate. The Ran uh, the Ramban and the Rosh to talk about this. The Ramban Nachmanides has a safe which is called Torah Sa'adam. We don't have so much of the writings of the Ramban. We have a number of scattered commentaries of the Ramban. Famously, his commentary on the Torah is very accessible. There's a set of stories called the Kisve Ramban, published by the, with the commentary of Rav Shuval. And in the Kisar Ramban, there's a halachic sefer called Torah Sadam. In that, the Rambam to- Ramban talks about lots of topics. He talks about the halachas of Avelus, and he also talks about the halachas um, that, that pertain to sickness as well. So in, this, in the Torah Sadam, in, in, by Inyan Refuah, he says in source 5, doesn't a person is deathly ill to say, so a person gets a fever, a person's put put in bed. That's enough to say Berakasakamel. Once you once you're in the dock, you need to have agencies to to advocates to 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 protect you. That's enough. That Hakadosh Baruch Hu showed mercy in the situation. Once you once you step into bed, that's a problem. And he says the same thing over here when it comes to travel. It can be also minor travel, where where not even a cruise. The minor travel is 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 sufficient to warrant it. That's the Ramban suggests the Nachmanides. Just remember quickly where did the Ramban live? He lived in Spain. Out and, and in the end of the day, he was uh, ejected. Because of publishing the transcript of the debate he had with Pablo Cristiani, and he then made his way to Israel. But just just remember that he's referring to the, the days in Spain. The Rosh Rabenu Asher, 
um, who lived where? Just curious uh, curiosity. Rabbeinu Asher was lived in actually in Germany. He made his way to Toledo afterwards because of uh, he made his way through France because um, his his mentor was. Um, take, taken to captivity and died in captivity, the Maram at Rottenburg. And when he realized that there was an X on his back, he made his way out of, uh, of Germany. You know, the Jews, you know, wherever, it's, where, wherever we're allowed to exist. So he, he made his way to Toledo, was welcomed in by the Rashbara, Shlomo ben Ibn Aderes. He welcomed him into Spain. But Peter Zemei, just to, to put things in perspective, and he says, And he says, The, the, the Minag in Germany and in France, how does he know the Minag there? Because he lived there and he traveled through. France before he got to Spain. He says the Minag, uh, the, the Rosh is very helpful in this respect because he has a, 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 a more longitudinal perspective of European Minagem, right? Because, because he traveled from Germany to France to Spain. So he says, They don't say when you go from city to city. Marseille to, to Paris, that's not that, that's a regular, that's a regular trip. Only if you're going through a really well-known desert, you know, a place that's, that's got bandits, it's got wild animals, then you can say that. Yerushalmi says that every, all the roads are considered dangerous. That refers to Tula Zaderech. So yes, when I go from city to city, I certainly say Tula Zaderech. HaKosh Baruch Hu helped me get, get from place to place. But, that you need to ask for HaKosh Baruch Hu's mercy from place to place. But the Birka Zagomel is, is a Korban Toyota. That you don't have, uh, everybody who go to Yerushalayim would have to say bring a Korban Toyota otherwise. Right? They, they travel from Ashdod to Yerushalayim. They bring, no, they don't bring a Korban Toyota. You say, it's Vila Zaderech. But now, if you're going through a dangerous place, that's when it warrants a Birka. It's a, it's a higher bar to require a Birka Toyota. And he says, similarly there, It has to be something where it's really a significant sickness in order for a person to warrant having the Birka Zagom on the same way, paralleling the traveling, right? There's city to city traveling and there's desert traveling. Desert traveling is dangerous. City to city is, a, uh, is, is an understood risk that we take. And if we say, This debate happens to ex- express itself in Halacha. So the Tur Rabbeinu, uh, Rabbeinu Yaakov, who's the son of Rabbeinu Asher, quotes both these opinions um, of the Ramban and of the Rosh. And ultimately in Shulchan Aruch, it, it, uh, how does it come out in the wash? Says the Shulchan Aruch in source 8. Says the Shulchan Aruch, who is he paskening like? The Ramban, like Nachmanides, he paskens that even an inconsequential sickness would require Berkasa Gomel. However, Hagos, says Rav Moshe Isilis, remember, coming from Europe, Eastern Europe, Following the Ashkenazi tradition, not the the Svardi tradition of the Ramban, v'yesh amrim de'enam avarech rak al cholish yesh v'sakona kugoy makal shalchalal, and he so he says that that really one should only do it if one has a very significant sickness. That's what the the, Ram, the Ramos says, which means that in in practice the Svardim are a lot more liberal about their berakas agamel than the Ashkenazim because uh, the Svardim are following the trajectory of the Ramban, whereas the Ashkenazim follow the trajectory of the Rosh. 
as to how significant a danger a person has to go through as well. What does that mean today? So in the, the Sefer Peskei Tshuvas, which is on the, the Arachaim section of Shulchan Aruch, very fascinating, he makes the following observation, and he says the following, he gives us a few guidelines which are helpful to be, to be aware of. Source 9. On the right hand side, he says, Makal Shachalal, Kol Pnimim, if you have any internal um, operations, right? So anything which requires being opened up, even simple operations, one has to ask if, there's, if it's only local or general anesthetic. So if it's general anesthetic, the general rule is, is that a person should say, Thank you, Dr. Liederman. Um, and if, if a person is having local anesthetic, perhaps less so because it's less consequential. Anything which has to do with one's liver, one's lungs, one's uh, kidneys, um, any, anything which is going to, even laparoscopically, a person would require Usually if a person is having an operation on, on in, in internal organs, it's, um, it's something which, which is of, of, of significance and danger. Even if, God forbid, there's a, possible, a potential of return. Let's say the doctors say it's not a dangerous situation. Person was bedridden for three days. That's pretty significant, right? So even if it's not a dangerous situation, but a person is, is bed-bound for three days, that would also warrant a Berkasagomel. And if you needed admission to a to a hospital for that, that would be significant. When uh, exiting that, that would be sufficient grounds for Berkasagomel. Um, so certain types of, I think he was referring to a type of paralysis of sorts, that even local paralysis, um, one would say, different types of vi- viral infections. Let's say a person gets a fever. Even uh, let's say con- internal concerns. Let's say it affects. Let's say a person gets some sort of degree of walking pneumonia. It sounds like to me. Even if they are accompanied with a fever, uh, with a temperature. The doctors say it's take a course of antibiotics. It's not. It, it, the person is not bedridden. Thank God. And a person maybe took the day off but wasn't, wasn't bed-bound. Let's say a person has a broken hand, broken foot. He has to go for, for, uh, to, to, to uh, put in a cost. Let's say a person had... Um, um, some sort of cosmetic surgery, right? So they're opening up an, air, let's say, an airway in their nose. You know, uh, um, so so what was that? A facelift, a, fa- a, facelift, a nose, a, a nose job, or let's say dental work of sorts. In that case, 
even if a person has to be bedridden for this, so if something which is, you know, this is this is cosmetic or it's just pain related or related, it's not it's not something which is bed, bed, putting a person in bed would not say because of God. It's just a helpful helpful uh, um, helpful you know gradation um, of this. And then he talks about interestingly what's mental illness. He says. He says, I shall pee divrayarofin sarich hesger o ishpuz. The person needs to be admitted to hospital for the for this. Rachman and its son. That's equally as concern uh, for for berkas as well. So what about when a person undergoes a in a, a particular situation, a person undergoes um, a anesthetic, but not a general anesthesia, but it's a anesthesia that a person can be woken up from in the middle of. Um, that's number one. And number two is is that there's a removal, a very a significant removal of um, of what could, could be concerned a a, a a a stage zero or maybe even stage one cancerous um, growth on 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 the body. Um, what would the halacha be in that case? So I spoke to Rabbi Doctor Rabbi uh, Doctor Abram Steinberg, um, who was the poisek for Shari Tzedek, and uh, and he mentioned to me that uh, a a low a, a waking anesthesia. Uh, an anesthesia which a person can be woken up from in the middle is not like a general and they would not be re- not have the requirements just because of that for um, for Birkasagomel. And when it comes to the removal, one can't really say Birkasagomel until uh, just with the pathology. One needs to actually know what that one is being cured from it. Therefore, if the if the, the test results come back and they said, yes, we did a good job, this was a stage zero or stage one and removed everything, then they are warrant Birkasagomel. But if it's just diagnosing that this was, but there's future work to do, God forbid, then that would not require Berkaz because that's not the end of the, the tunnel. Yes, it is necessarily as well. Um, but if they do discover that there was, this was some form of potential cancer and it has been removed, then that, that's not just a pathology, that's actually a recovery as well. In that case, then there would be the requirement of Berkaz that would require uh, waiting for the pathology report. That's okay, so just a, a, uh, um, a, a interesting application of these alochas. It's important to see the background in order to apply it to this. Now, question number two is, what about, what about saying a Berkasa Gabel for, for women in front of a group of women? So let's go back to, the, to, to this. Remember, our source text for Berkasa Gabel is Tehillim 107. And Tehillim 107 actually talks about how it is meant to be said. So as an example, in source 10, the Gemara Barachas continues to say, says it needs to be in front of Lo'oduya is an interesting word to use, but um, lo'oduya literally means to admit, right? So you want to need to admit or to, to, to go through this or to thank in front of 10 people. And it's, that's the pasuk, Lamed Beis, in this pasuk is, you will, and HaKosh Baruch will be elevated among people. So it needs to be, what's a kahal, usually? A minion. Right, so it needs to be in front of a minion. And the continuation of that pasuk is So it needs to be not just the regular proletariat, it needs to also be educated people who can appreciate what it is that you went through in order to be uh, that adds significance and gravitas to, to this as well. But Gomorrah goes on to ask, well, does that mean, should there be 10 people who are Zakanim? No, or just a minimum of two are Zakanim of the 10, but that's, that, that's the one that, that that's the, the, the degree that, that, that one should be, uh, should, should be trying to, to, to go through. Um, so what, what does this look like in, in, in Allah? So it sounds like, yeah, sorry. Does that mean that 
I think so, yeah, sure, I think so. But usually that's what happens, because think about this story, what happens? A person comes and says, Birkas Gomel. Everybody comes over and says, what happened? Right? And that, by the way, I think, not only is that just because of our morbid curiosity, but actually that's precisely a reflection of what the Birkasa, the, the Korban Torah was supposed to be. The Korban Torah was supposed to be a public display where people say, oh my goodness, I'm so happy for you that you made it through the, the desert. I'm so happy that you're, you're healed. That's, that's precisely what it is. Every, most people don't want that. Most people kind of, you know, want to sort of slip under the radar, just say my Birkasa, I'm going to mumble quickly and then, and then I'm done. But that's not what it's meant to be. It's Vira Mamubi Kalam. Yes. Beautiful thing because it's over Lassi Yassan because first you make the bracha and then everybody asks what happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what happens after Shul. A person says, Everyone wants to know what happened over here. Is everything all right on the road? Usually it's a traffic incident, you know, unfortunately. Um, so so it's, it, these are the things that, that allows a person to process it um, in a community. And people are very concerned. And, you know, and some people are just curious, but a lot of people are very concerned. <laughs> so that, that's, that, that's what happens over here. This is Aloha, yes. Yeah, that's it's true. So there is there is a notion of making a surah tada and to, to thank our Kodesh Baruch Hu, and that's usually on an anniversary or when, when one gets through it. But the first thing, this is the first thing. In fact, the halacha is one should do it as close to recovery or ascent from issue as possible. One should not wait as um, as long as possible. Or one, one should try. This is this is very much you know sort of when the metal is hot as supposed to be. So what happens if I don't have that? So let's say I don't have the wherewithal to be able to be the Roma movie kalam. I don't have that capacity. So the, the, the tour, again, Rabbeinu Yaakov, in codifying Aloha into what we have today, take a look at source two of the bottom line. He says, You don't have 10 people. Let's say I, I didn't think I'm going to get a minion. I live in New Hope, it's full. I, I gathered together my three best friends who happen to be Jewish, and those are the only people we live here. Fantastic. You don't need to go back, and now you're, you happen to be in town next week to the big, the big town, and you have a minion. You don't need to say another bracha again. But Meaning, when this Gemara says, that means to say that's the best form of expressing it, but it's not the only form of expressing it. The base Yosef, who is whom? Who's the best Yosef? Rav Yosef Karo. In commentary on the tour, um, on, on the tour, that's how he started. He first made a commentary on the tour, and then he wrote the Shulchan Aruch as a summary of, of his commentary. He quotes the following on the top of page 7. He says, hmm. He says, um, in the middle of the line, Zu Yisforas Rabbeinu, the Diak Milishnu de Gemara. The tour is clearly looking at the Gemara and saying, you need to have 10, implying, but not B'diavet. He says, this Gemara, Gemara, V'ein Adiyok Nira Be'enai. He said, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's the right way to read the Gemara with all the greatest of respect. The says, no, 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 no. You need 10 people. So if you have to wait, wait. But you need to get 10 people. You can't just dispense of it with your, your three best friends. Um, and that's how it plays itself out in Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch, again, being Rav Yosef Kara says, You need to have it in front of a minion. It should be the best that two are uh, people who are learned. That's again from Tinim Kufzain, which we just learned. Mm-hmm. If let's say you don't have learned people there, you should still say the bracha. It's usually said after Kriyasator, because that's usually when there is a minion. Let's say you did in less than a minion. 
Yesh Amrim Shiyatsa, the Torah would say, that's it, you discharge your Chiyav. Yesh Amrim Shalayatsa, the Beis Yosef would say, you did not do, you do your job. So you should say, Birkas Agomel again, but was the out Hashem's name because Safik Brachas Lahakel, but the requirement of saying it again still requires that. that uh, that's the debate we just saw in the Torah and the Beit Yosef, depending on how they read the Gemara. Is the Gemara saying this has to be the way or this should be the way? That's the question in how to translate the word Tzarech. Right, that's the, and that's the debate over here, which is said. So it sounds like a very significant thing to say the Birkas Agomel in front of 10 people, which leads the question, the question is, oh, so what do ladies do? What do women do who go through uh, go, go through the situation? So there are those in Jewish history um, uh, who say, well, you know, women don't get called to the Torah and aren't always in the, aren't found in the minion, so women don't need to ble- to, to say bracha. The Magen Avraham quotes such opinion, and no, nobody really seems to agree with that. They're, they're, today there are poskim who who suggest that, but uh, in the end of the day, the 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 vehicle, so to speak, the fact that that it's more complicated to be in a minion shouldn't affect the chiyuv, right? So that's the so that says the Aruch Hashulchan in Source 16. There's no reason why women shouldn't say bracha. Okay, so it's done at the Kriyas Torah, and a lot of women are not here during Kriyas Torah, certainly not during the week. So that might be the reason why the Magen Avraham says it's not the case. But certainly the women do, do say bracha. The Mishnah records two minagim. The Mishnah says the gam noshim minag oelam. So he quotes a minag that some people say that women just don't say Berkaz Gomel at all. Women generally aren't going to the minion. But he quotes another opinion, which in the footnotes of the Mishnah is quoted in the Chaye Adam, among others. He says, She should say the Berkaz Gomel in front of ten. Perhaps it should be a minion of women. And one man. Interesting observation. So women should, can, and must say the bracha, and it can be in front of, uh, of a minion of women. Rav Moshe Feinstein was asked about this topic. Well, what's wrong with the woman saying it from the woman's section? No problem at all. No, we'll, get that in, we'll get that in a second. I just want to be, be, but uh, generally speaking, the minag that's being reflected over here is that women did not come to shul. Women did not come to shul in general. Um, and so, and so, how are they going to do this? They're going to make a minion just uh, just for them. It's a, you know, it might be a little uncomfortable. So, uh, so in that case, that's where you see this minag saying they shouldn't. But in, but in general, many many posts can certainly today say women do say it, uh, and then they should they should do it in front of a minion when that minion is 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 constructed. Now, the Rav, Rav Moshe finds this a very. I, I read this shiva and I was like, wow, I was shocked by this shiva. I was really shocked by this. Take a look at this this this, this shiva. This is a very important shiva of Rav Moshe in Arachaim. Uh, which is the eighth chelik of um, of um, of his um, of Igras Moshe. It's um, he he's quoting he's speaking to his nephew sorry his grandson who is, he tell, talks about in the first paragraph he's so proud of that he's learning Torah so beautifully and then in the second paragraph he says There's no no reason to say that a man or woman have different responsibilities when it comes to Birkas Gomel. Of course, the man and a woman have the equal responsibility to say because the government goes through situations which require it. But there are certain requirements that are the extra requirements, like saying it at the time of the Torah and saying the minion and so on, which the Chachamim applied to this. Ashloy Shah Zubrachas a Birkas Torah. Kamina Girkasagom, the Khem Birkas Borak Shipotrani on Shoshose. 
it's more complicated for women to do it because they're not called to the Torah and they're not there during the, during the weekday, which is oftentimes when people do break HaSakamel. So, but that's the vehicle. That <laughs> makes it more complicated to do, but that doesn't affect the fact that there's a heel. So women should certainly say break HaSakamel. Now, notice over here in the smaller print, over here, there's an addition that the editors added to the Rav Moshe. Now, this is remarkable. This is where he wrote with his hand. This is the last response that Rav Moshe wrote in his own handwriting. This tshuva. He tried three times to write this response. But he couldn't because of his inability to see at the time that he was trying to write this. It took a number of hours for him to write these lines that we just read in two seconds. And then at the end, they note that he added the following observation. He says, It's not the way to make a minion of women. He says, Elo, that doesn't count as kahal am as so to speak a halachic minion. It counts very much in terms of people and publicity and it's a wonderful thing, but it's not technically a minion. Certainly she should say it in front of at least one person, but if she can make a minion, she should make a minion. I mean, I mean to say at a minion, which has become the, the, the minag. And so in different shuls, they have different minhagim, whether it's a woman says either after the Birkas Torah or after the minion in front of the Torah, or let's say they have it, they, they, there's a sort of shishas at the house and the woman has, has a minion there, that's where they would say the Birkas the Agamah. But a person should say, certainly say Birkas um in this case, which leads us to the third question is, is, what happens if I don't feel comfortable saying this? This is not just a woman's question, but a lot of times a woman says, I don't want to be the one to say this and make, all, make and, and say Birkas Agamah. Can someone say it for me? Can my son, can my husband, can, my, can, can somebody else say, say it for me? Um, and so that being the question, um, the, yeah, the answer is yes, but here's the interesting uh, observation. This is the last part of the Gemara that we're going to look at today, um, which is, again, again, all our learning comes back to Tilim Kuzayin, which all comes back to the Gemara in Brachos Nundal and Base. The Gemara says, Rav Yehuda Chalash V'itpach. So Rav Yehuda fell sick and then he recovered. So Rav Chana of Baghdad and the sages went to visit him after his healing. Amrule, and I, mean, I don't think this is the most sensitive of formulations over here, but uh, they said to him, um, Thank God, you, God gave us back to you and not to dust. You know, so they, it's a way of saying, <laughs> it's a way of saying, you know, it's a good thing that you're still with us. Right, so that's, the, that's uh, their, um, their way of, uh, of, of saying it. By saying such a statement, you have, um, you have now exempted me from saying my blessing, right? Because you essentially said that. The Gemara says, oh, Abaya, Abaya, I do Abaya, So Abaya said you need to have 10 people, right? Again, the question comes back to last, the last point. But so it says, it was, a big, it was a big delegation who came to visit him. Okay, but he didn't say anything. So the Gemara says, "Let's to ani basrei amen." He said, "Basrei amen." He said, "Amen" to their formulation. They said, "Oh my gosh, it's so nice that you're not dead." And he said, "Amen." 
That was sufficient, as the, the Gemara says. Which leads us to an interesting observation. And that is, you, is you didn't need to say it. You didn't need to say it. So therefore, the, so, so, the, the, this happens to be an interesting matter of debate. Is, so does that mean to say that anybody can say that? Can anybody say that statement on your behalf and thereby discharging your heel for this? That happened to be an interesting debate. Take a look at the, at the, at the base Yosef again. Rabbi Yosef Kara on this comment. Third line in. Quotes, Who was saying this about Rav, um, Rav Yehuda was his student. And his student said, oh my gosh, it's wonderful that you're still here because his student had a dear and a beautiful relationship with his Rebbe. But somebody who's not a student, how do you have the rights? Maybe if there's some sort of benefit for the for the, the a person, the other person is a beneficiary of your survival, then maybe they, they, then, then, then they can say it for you. But I, you have to have a close relationship. The Bach actually on a similar note ma- makes this point in Source 21. Four lines in, he says, he quotes, uh, this, the first word in the line is Bashil Tehagiborim. In the middle of the line, he says, If you're saying the Brekaz of Gomel for somebody you're related to, somebody you have a relationship with, you care about, you're allowed to. Even though the Beis Yosef quotes the Rashbah, even though the Beis Yosef seems to limit it specifically to the case of a Rebbe situation, that's when you have no relationship. But if you have a relationship, you care about the person, you're related to them, you can certainly do this as well. Which is why the Shulchan Aruch says very explicitly, in the, in the, as we move to the very end of our share today, in Source 22, the Shulchan Aruch says, Hashem did goodness by you, and the person, who's the, 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 the person who went through the situation says, Yes, Amen, I... I, ver- I verify that. That's sufficient. That's enough. Then the says, Even though the person who went through this never went to see, he wasn't sick. Because you're saying on behalf of the person, you're so happy that they went through this. And that's why it says in the Mishnah Burah, in source 23, So therefore, that the, the, the minag in, in certain circumstances is, let's say a woman gives birth, which is a life-threatening situation. So then, when she come, comes back, a lot of times the husband will say the birkas but he will say it, I share gomoleich, Call to referring to you, her. And when she says Amen, it's not about everybody else. It's her saying Amen, which works because why? He cares about her. So that, 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 that therefore would, would necessitate that as well. So the requirement would be somebody who cares about another person. This could work for a man or a woman. The point is, this is the case of Rabbi Yehuda wasn't a woman. It was just uh, the fact that his students cared about him enough to be able to say it. So do I need to say it myself? Not necessarily. Somebody else can say on my behalf. But if a, if a woman would like to say it, with the greatest of pleasure. Um, so a lot, what, a, what a lot of times happens, and this you'll see sometimes, you'll sometimes see at a bris this, this happen as well, which is actually a beautiful thing, is that sometimes a woman will say, uh, after the bris. 
it's been eight days and there's a minion there and she's in shul, right? Um, so, so a lot of times a woman will say, Barakasogoma at that point in time, a beautiful thing because that's a, that's a perfect exa- exa- uh, example of this. Sometimes she won't be in the, right, in the right state of mind for now. There's lots of other things on her mind. Um, and therefore, this is not the right time. And sometimes someone will say, I don't really want to be in, the, in, in that line of making, making a whole thing. My husband will do it, but it should be that the, that the woman is there. So let's say a woman wants to, doesn't want to say, because of God herself, wants her husband to do it. To do it. That should, that, that's the case, yes, but the woman should be in shul to say amen because she is just having her husband as the proxy to say it or somebody else saying it as, uh, as, as, their, uh, as their agency to be able to say amen, as is the case of Rayyot. Yes, Yossi. Ah, oh, good question. Good question. So, what about katanim? So, the same issue that we learned we learned about a cut cotton does need to do it, um, and so it depends how old they are. Let me just come back to you on this. So, ratio test. So, the mission so God is all cost a cotton and a mechuyev rodei. So, if you look at the mission says a cotton doesn't need to technically speaking. However. The, uh, I just looked at this recently. Let me just pull this out right now. Um, I believe that the father or mother okay, is, is able to do this on their behalf, but should say it on their behalf unless they are. Let me just make sure I get this. Uh, this is correct. Yeah, cotton in because of So, uh, yeah. Yeah. There are those who suggest that unless a cotton reaches the age of chinuch, who realizes that they went through a very dangerous situation, they should say it themselves. They should say it in the language which they understand. Let's say a person, God forbid, a child was, was a child when they were sick and they recover after borrow bad bits, so they should say it themselves. But in many situations, a, a parent will say it on behalf of their children. That's the minag that I've seen. Yes? Let's say 100 people get off a plane. Can one guy get up and say, should the Moana be <laughs> So planes is a good question. The planes, there's a lot of literature about planes and so on because, you know, it seems to be like, Today it's like getting on the bus to, to a large degree. Um, so, um, but, uh, but having said that, um, the, 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 the basic shit is out there is that if a plane flies over water, we enter into the situation of, uh, of, uh, of the Gomel just for, for the fact of sea wayfaring as well, which is why Saul Tanyan Chi pointed out that if a person has a biopsy in the desert, then it would be then we would solve this whole issue, right? <laughs> so, but uh, but uh, be it as it may, um, if a person goes over water, so generally speaking, national flights people don't say because I go International flights people do say I and if a person were to do it like that, um, uh, one would say on behalf of everybody else. That's a fantastic idea. Uh, maybe the the, the LL captain could, uh, could could suggest that. Yes, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. There are many medical problems that 50, 60 years ago would have been fatal, and now we just take for granted because they're so routine. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's really routine today. I'm not sure if it's uh, if it's necessary. It depends on the degree of the and the degree of if there's a general a general anesthetic. You're right. Baruch Hashem, we live in such a change, incredible times as well. You see? Yeah, no, no. I think we're really crossing the ocean. I don't think. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it means that you're going over the the, the, bay, the bay of Florida or Lake Michigan. But um, so it's. I mean, Lake Michigan's a 20-minute flight. Let me tell you, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not a little pond. But um, but uh, but be it as it may. Um, uh, generally speaking, we wait. We wait for international flights. Yes. So Moshe makes a point in his shuvah about that it was sort of normative that you get say bench gomel in the context of an aliyah. Yep. Right? 
So does that have a, for example, let's say the person who's getting the Aliyah Shlishi, and now he's going to bench Gomel, what comes first? Kaddish for the Balkorit? Oh, good question. Good so question. Excellent question. I need I need a little more research because it comes up all the time. Okay, so it comes up all the time. I I, I usually think Kaddish but I I have to do the research. I would have